0: Modern dressings are wonderful if you have everything under control. Some of these dressings just don't work as well as applications of some of them, the older traditional type dressings.
1: Welcome to the Aged Care Executive Podcast, the show that's dedicated to helping age and community care professionals stay ahead of the industry.
2: Look at the whole person, not the whole in the person. Now I think that's a quote that nicely sums up today's episode. I'm your host, Michael Peachy, Executive Director of WNL Mobile Healthcare Services. And today we're joined by Jan Rice, Director of Wound Care Services Australia. Jan is also on the board of Wounds Australia. And in this episode, we discuss what's new in wound care. Most importantly though, we discuss how some of the newer wound care technologies may not actually be right for some of our aged care population. We also cover how some of the more traditional and less expensive wound care techniques and bandaging may actually provide better outcomes for our residents. Thank you for everyone's messages on LinkedIn. Uh, If anyone has any topics they'd like to hear or any recommendations of how we can improve the show, please don't hesitate to jump onto iTunes, leave us a review, and let us know what we can do better. So, without further ado, here is our episode with Jan Rice. Jan, welcome to the Aged Care Executive Podcast.
0: Thank you, Michael.
3: My pleasure. Now, just so our listeners can get a bit of an understanding of where you're coming from, can you start by giving us a little bit of background and uh, your experience in the aged care sector?
0: Sure. Um, I'm a very old nurse. I'm a hospital trained nurse. Um, and after my general training, I studied plastic surgery where I worked for 15 years in the Victorian Plastic Surgery Unit. That got me involved in wounds as you can imagine. And so then in 1993, I started really concentrating on wound care through various organisations, working for Monash University, La Trobe University, Wound Foundation of Australia, World of Wounds, uh, and other wound-related things. That then led me into looking after people with chronic wounds that are slow to heal, and naturally you can understand that may be associated with aged care, So, I set up a a consulting business where I go to the aged care facility and help the staff there with their slow to heal wounds in the elderly. And I set that business up in, well, about 98, but fully concentrating on it in 2013. So, I've been doing it solidly, not lecturing anymore, but really just running out to the aged care facilities on a sorry a full-time basis now since
3: 2013. Wow okay so you've obviously been involved in the wound care game for a long time you probably would have seen lots of changes both in practice and resources available as you know better research became available. What are some of the more recent innovations and changes you've seen in the sector with regards to wound management?
0: Well, Michael, what happened many years ago was we would do dressings very regularly, and the research showed that really you need to leave them alone and let them try and do something themselves. So the new dressings came out, which allowed people to either do a daily dressing or a second daily dressing, or in many cases even put a dressing on and leave it for a week. So that was the big move away from constantly doing dressings. That worked well in the aged care sector because, as you will be aware, um, having nurses have time to do these repeated dressings was quite uh, difficult. So dressings coming in that only needed to be done once a day or every two days or weekly was very advantageous. So the modern dressings did make a difference in that area. Then from that, of course, we grew into what type of dressing. So we moved away from some of the traditional fabrics and uh, things into polymer dressings and really quite fancy, super-duper dressings. That's been a big change. And because obviously there's a market and, and many players in the market, there are more than 2,000 products available. And that then gets confusing. Which one do I choose? so many new technologies are there but now what we really need is the knowledge around those technologies and what's better and where to use it etc
3: okay so with some of these newer technologies does it lead to a significant change in how the dressings are supposed to be used i mean you gave the example of some dressings are daily or every second day or sometimes weekly How much does the the training sort of thing come into it? Do, you know, other dressings like a magic silver bullet or is the basics still the fundamental thing that's required?
0: Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, And because I've been around long enough, I can give you an older answer but with probably some retrospective insight into it. Look, modern dressings are wonderful if you have everything under control. But in an aged care facility where you have people who are doubly incontinent, at risk of infection, malnourished, etc., cetera, some of these dressings just don't work as well as more regular, basic cleaning and applications of some of the, the older traditional type dressings. So the staff need to have a massive amount of education in this area and because it is so complex now wound healing is not just a matter of slapping a dressing on but in fact understanding the entire concepts of how the body tries to heal itself understanding the difference between an acute wound and a chronic wound because at some point in time the wound becomes stagnant and doesn't want to to move on and then we have to learn how to encourage it to move on or what can we do to encourage it to move on and Those concepts take knowledge, and the knowledge out there on this is fairly early in Australia, recent. We really only started understanding and teaching wound management in 1993 in Australia. Prior to that, we were traditionalists and used very basic traditional dressings, and it's taken a while for our medical health colleagues to catch up that we do do things differently and we have to look at how... These changes will impact in
3: the elderly. Okay, so by the sounds of things, then, you know, some of these newer and probably more expensive dressings that you can leave on for a week may not actually be the best thing. Going back to the basics and the older style dressings, but doing it regularly with the regular cleaning, taking into consideration those other factors, may be more effective.
0: Absolutely. Look, without a doubt, if you have an elderly resident who is not eating, then putting a $25 dressing on and leaving it a week is probably not going to do any good at all because once a person is not nourished, the bugs that may be present in the area are going to take off even further and the only way to really manage those bugs is to to do regular, regular cleaning. And so going back to a daily dressing using some of perhaps some of the more traditional antiseptics like the old betadine which many people said oh no don't use betadine don't use betadine but the reality is we are looking at these things again in a new light because we're running out of antibiotics so regular cleaning with antiseptics being used appropriately is probably a better way to go for many but as you said there are there are a lot of factors to take into consideration and nutrition is paramount for wound healing so if you have a resident who's not eating and getting very good high quality protein food and fluids then the body won't have the energy to do that repair process.
2: Gotcha
3: so that's a really good point about looking at not just the wound but the overall picture the nutrition etc maybe not just reaching straight for that $25 dressing what are some of the key things that nursing staff or their managers should be focusing on then?
0: So th- the statement we often use, I don't really know who came up with the statement, but it's touted for many, many years, is look at the whole, h w h o l e whole patient, not the whole in the patient. Now, if you look at the whole patient, you are looking at nutrition, you're looking at skin hydration. So we really want very good moisturizing of these elderly people's skin. It's been proven that if you apply moisturizer twice a day minimum, you will increase the suppleness of the skin and therefore it'll be less at risk of skin tears. So we want good quality moisturizers applied to their limbs twice a day minimum. We need elderly people to be de-stressed, which is very hard, it's easy to say, but very hard to manage because there seems to be this natural process as we age of becoming actually a little more anxious. So we need to reduce anxiety create happy environments with happy patients who are getting a good night's sleep and good nutrition and kept warm and comfortable. So they're all basics of life, aren't they? Good food, feeling well in a well, a a nice environment, you create those simple basic things with regular cleaning of the wound, you're probably going to make a difference. And those things shouldn't cost a lot of money, they're basic care.
3: And when you're looking at the basic care side of things, because of the changes in technology, and like you mentioned before, the going back and looking at some of the antiseptics when used appropriately, and so forth, what is the importance or how important is professional development in this space? Is the rate of change such that nursing staff should be looking at this on a you know very regular or semi-regular basis, or what are some of the um, factors around training there?
0: All right. So, sadly, even though I have a university background, the university training is quite textbook and not really practical. So. You do need your staff to have education from people who are actually putting their hands on and in wounds rather than someone who's read text about how to do wound care, number one. So good clinical education is important. Um, and with regard to renewing it, probably once a year, an update on what's the latest, where's the thoughts going, et cetera, should be done. And so most facilities do have a mandatory training program And staff are encouraged to attend the various topics to keep themselves updated. We do encourage uh, bigger facilities to have what we call a wound champion. So someone who can be the resource person for that facility for wounds because you'll understand nurses have to understand dementia, some psychogeriatric conditions, um, continence Um, All of those things, they have to also be experts in. So having uh, someone who's got a real passion for wounds and will keep up to date with journals and things like podcasts and broadcasts, et cetera, webinars, that's important. And and probably the big challenge there is, as you will have seen with recent aged care dilemmas, Our registered nurses, who would be your most qualified healthcare professional in an aged care setting, the registered nurse, she's now tending to be delegated to paperwork, overseeing everybody else doing the work. So they're not actually out there putting their hands on patients or residents, they tend to be setting up programs and saying to the personal carer, now this is how you look after Michael, and you do these things. So they write the program for the daily care plan for the personal carer. So the issue then is you've got someone with three months training probably being asked to take a dressing off so that the person can have the wound washed in the shower and not really understanding what they're looking at when they look at that wound or when they redress it, which is coming down to now. The personal carers are doing dressings, but they have no training. So this is a big, big problem now, the the, uh, delegation or or the relegation of duties of care down the line. And that's mainly because there aren't enough art-registered nurses in aged care.
3: And unfortunately, there is that dilemma of the lack of nurses in uh, aged care both now and into the future so I guess that point about having that wound champion and helping them foster that culture of, and then helping staff to identify what they're looking at and you know facilitating some more formal training for everyone is definitely you know high on the agenda can you tell us a little bit about exactly what it is that you do for the aged care organizations and how people can find you
0: Um, Well, I don't need more business, so I I, I keep pretty low profile, Michael. But I'm all about getting the knowledge out there. That's very, very important. Knowledge is a powerful tool and I'm more than happy to help people. I do give in-service lectures. I lecture to GPs in the evenings. I'm actually chairing a very big conference in Adelaide next month. We've got already 1,000 people registered. But Wounds Australia, I'm on the board of Wounds Australia, Um, So even if you just Googled Wounds Australia, you'll find out more about education and a whole lot of people who are dedicated to improving wound care for our most vulnerable people. So yeah, people can find me either on LinkedIn or um, often really, Michael, just Googling my name, it will come up. Um, Yeah, I, I certainly don't need more business, but I'm there to help people if they're in need, without a doubt.
3: No problems. Well, I'll link to your LinkedIn profile and um, your wound care consulting in the show notes. But yeah, so people, please don't pester Jan. Sounds like she's uh, got enough work with her use of expertise. So look, Jan, I just want to say thank you very much. It's been very insightful and hopefully it can help a lot of people look at how they're managing wounds in their organisation.
0: Thanks, Michael.
1: Thank you for listening to the aged care executive podcast what drives us is knowing that we're providing content to help aged and community care professionals stay ahead of the industry so please if you get any value from what we're doing the biggest reward we could ask is that you share this podcast with your colleagues don't forget to hit subscribe it's free and also leave us a review five stars hopefully but if not that's okay but please leave a comment and let us know what we can do better or if there's any particular topics you'd like to hear about. If you'd like to connect with us or have any questions, you can find us on LinkedIn and Facebook at the Aged Care Executive Podcast.